Who wants an Oregon Senate update? You do, right? All right, so for those of you who have not been following the saga, here's the summary. On May 3rd, Republican state senators started not coming to work. They said it was over the readability of three bills. In Oregon, there is a law on the books that bill summaries have to be at eighth grade reading level. It's an extremely out-of-date law, especially considering it is never followed. But that was their excuse for why they didn't come to work. One of the bills is an abortion bill. Teenagers older than 14 could get an abortion without their parents' consent. The second one is a trans healthcare bill. And the third one is a gun regulation bill that would raise the age to buy assault rifles from 18 to 21. But yeah, readability. So today was day 14. And they're still going. But an interesting thing started happening last week. Republicans started using this walkout tactic consistently in 2019. In November, voters had enough and voted for a new constitutional amendment that if you have 10 unexcused absences, you don't get to run for the next term. Or you can run and waste campaign donations but you can't be seated. So it's day 14 and you are caught up. Today, Governor Tina Kodak met with Democrats and Republicans separately. And that went about as well as you'd expect. Here's reporting from Ben Botkin of Oregon Capital Chronicle. Governor Tina Kodak spent about two hours listening to Republican and Democratic senators in separate closed-door meetings in the Capitol building Monday as the GOP-led walkout that started May 3rd continued to stall the Senate. Kodak entered the Senate Majority Office to visit the Democrats at noon on the heels of a meeting she had with Senate Republicans shortly after 11 a.m. Applause rang out from inside the room. But Republican senators were less enthusiastic about meeting the Democratic governor. Just one, Dick Anderson of Lincoln City, turned up in person while the others joined through Zoom, a choice that clearly rankled Kodak. Weren't Republicans the one who stopped proxy voting because of COVID? But when they want to use it because of their walkout, that's fine. It's only an issue when it actually helps keep people safe. Anyway, I think that says a lot about who's interested in resolving the crisis, Kodak later told Capitol Chronicle another reporter. It's very difficult when the Senate Republicans don't show up in the room. She called their refusal to attend the meeting in person very disrespectful. She said she didn't talk to Republicans about whether they'd return Tuesday and didn't indicate whether she was trying to strike a deal. We were just listening today, Kodak said. We were not negotiating. Ten senators are now ineligible to serve for another term because they have ten or more unexcused absences. The only Republican senators on the floor Monday were Anderson and Senator David Brock Smith of Port Orford. The chamber needs 20 senators to do business and 18 were present. It's unclear how fruitful any negotiations may be. Senate President Rob Wagner, Democrat Lake Oswego, declined to comment after the Senate floor session ended. Wagner and Senate Minority Leader Tim Knope, Republican Bend, were unavailable for comment after their meeting with Kodak. Deputy Minority Leader Daniel Bonham of the Dallies told the Capitol Chronicle he doesn't trust Kodak because of his experiences with her when she was House Speaker. As one example, he said she backed out of a deal to give Republicans an equal voice in 2020 redistricting plans. That move is partially why he joined the meeting via Zoom instead of in person, he said. I will say that he's not wrong. If you are against gerrymandering, we need to be against it in Democratic states too. According to Princeton Gerrymandering Project, in U.S. Congress, the breakdown should be 2-4, with Republicans getting two seats and Democrats getting four. Currently, it's 1-5. So in this singular circumstance, he is not wrong. She has burned me one too many times, Bonham said. I'm not going to let the governor have potential to change her mind on utilizing the state troopers or whatever to pull us back in the building. Kodak said she doesn't want to use state troopers to round up absentee senators, but she hasn't entirely ruled it out either. 
Bonham also noted that the timing of the meeting shortly after 11 a.m. would put senators in Capitol building around the same time as the Senate floor session. The proximity of the two events necessitated an abundance of caution for the senators, Bonham said. Republicans started the walkout initially over the failure of the legislator to pass bills with summaries that comply with state law that requires them to be written at eighth grade reading level. No, they definitely didn't. Republicans have also criticized and identified bills they want to see set aside, including HB 2002, which would expand abortion rights and shore up trans health care. Bonham said he got the impression for the meeting that Kodak isn't willing to kill HB 2002 to get the Senate back in session, but said he was speaking only for himself. The session is required to end by June 25th if the Senate Republicans don't return, bills that impact a range of issues, including housing, long-term care, and public education, will die. I will say loud and clear, Republicans have an interest in passing bipartisan bills and bipartisan budgets, Bonham said. I will say, as dire as this is starting to look, this isn't as urgent as the debt ceiling. Kodak put something in place that means that budgetary things are safe until September if they absolutely have to be. So while a lot of things will die, the budget still has time to be handled. And if this goes all the way to the end of the session, these incredibly progressive bills will die anyway, at which point Republicans will come back for a special session where they'll deal with the budget. It would just be really, really nice if it didn't get to that point. Short Cast Club.